To That's Orgasmic, you are joined by your host Emily Duncan, and today's episode is all on starting a sex toy company. I have Lanchi joining me, who is the founder of Buzz Self Love. So please enjoy today's episode, Shaggers. Now, I would love to talk about starting your own sex toy company because that is such an amazing thing, and I think. I don't think I've ever met anybody that's done that. And especially, I feel like it would probably be pretty intimidating when there's all these big sex stores and things and like starting your own brand and getting it out there. So I'd love to just know like what made you want to start your own company? Yeah, no, definitely. And thank you so much for that. Um, So I actually started Buzz early 2021. Um for a good while I've always been so passionate in the sexual wellness space so loved learning everything about sex pleasure um and I also gotta thank Emily I don't know if you know Emily Morse um sex with Dr Emily yes yeah yeah I love them I just like throughout the years I've just I've been a really big um listener of all her podcasts and that's where I learned most of it I just I just found that back then I just never had anything available like growing up Asian from a Catholic background that was never spoken about um, and it's still to a degree is still not spoken about between my mom and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully that will change in the future but I've learned so much on my own um, although albeit the information out there is quite scarce in terms of you know peer-reviewed articles um, on Definitely. It's crazy. It's just so I've um I've still got like um my uni login, my alumni um access, and I go yep. through and I look at peer-reviewed articles because I want to make sure that the information that I'm putting out there is credible and reliable. Um, but to be honest, it's so scarce. Like I was reading an article the other day. And the article was saying, oh, when the penis inserts into the organ. And I'm like, the organ? <laughs> you mean the vagina? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it, they, they, they weren't even using the correct anatomical um, name in the article either. So I just hope that so much more research will um, delve into the space. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so the reason why I wanted to do something in this space is I wanted to make more of a difference. So about over a year ago, um, the sexual wellness space was just slowly getting ramped up. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nowadays, I feel like there's a lot more less taboo and stigma around self-pleasure and sexual wellness. And I'm so, so happy about that. Um, But we need to note that the orgasm gap between men and women is still there. So even though that stigma is waning, there is still a large gap between um, cis female and male. So um, that's something that I want to continue working on in this space as well. Uh, With, in terms of um, sexual wellness, I was like, oh, what can I do in this space? So I did a lot of research as well into the types of toys available. Um, 
informative webinars. I, I've always told myself if I wasn't an optometrist, I would most likely would love to have studied sexology mm -hmm. um, and become a sexologist. I just, I'm very passionate about this space. Uh, and so, yeah, I uh, did a bit of research um, to see what I could do in this space and sex toys um, happened to be the thing that caught my attention. I was like, when I first started in my journey, what um, contributed to my passion of this? Was it learning how to pleasure myself or um, unlearning the shame that I've been brought up with, that sort of thing. And one of the things to really kick off my pleasure journey was getting my first sex toy, for example. So, mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's such a big, it's it's symbolic in a sense that it's such a big investment in yourself and it's like an, a potential sex um, stepping stone for you to say, look, I'm actually going to invest in my self-pleasure sexual wellness journey. I'm going to. Yes, absolutely. Toy. And I think that's so, so symbolic. Um, and yeah, so I went back to my roots of how it all started and I did a bit of digging to see what was available um, out in the market um, I know that, you know, you've got your big department stores that are brick and mortar stores where you can go in, you can speak to an employee um, for first-hand experience uh, for toy recommendations. But I was never the one to really go into those stores. Um, mm -hmm. And even if I drove past it late at night, I'm just like, is there, is there any people here? Maybe I can just sneak in right now. But <laughs> I've always been that type. So I'm just like, okay, maybe we can do something online that's a bit more discreet. Um, and so I looked at sex toys online, but most of the websites that I visited was all very like seedy, just like 50% off, these are the toys, yeah, there was yes. no guidance. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe I'll filter, I'll filter the sex toys and see if there's something that matches what I need. I clicked on filter um, and I clicked on um, ex external stimulation or clitoral stimulation and there was still like 293 searches available and like five pages to go through I'm just like wow this is so much um and so my experience was actually speaking to a friend about it um and uh, like I really really hope to normalize more conversations around sex toys and sexual wellness because that's how I learned as well as well as listening to podcasts and researching about those sorts of things so when I spoke to my friend about she's like oh I actually got a rabbit vibrator and I was like oh, what the hell is that <laughs> um, and she's like have you seen sex in the city and I'm just like oh yeah and then she's like yep so this is a rabbit vibrator and um, it can stimulate your clit and I was like oh, I remember hearing something like that on one of the podcasts I was listening to mm -hmm. as well um and so, yeah, that all started, it all started from a toy. So that's why I just wanted to give back um, uh, from a sort of a 360 view on how it all started from a toy, essentially. So here we are. Um, it was a long journey. Uh, I found it really hard to juggle full-time work and also keep up with um, my growing business as well. Yeah, 100%. It's been so hard, um, but it's been it's been good though. Um, I must say, I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I'm an optometrist by trade, so I do a lot of work with eyes. Um, but now I'm also very passionate, but uh, passionate about another orifice, the vulva, the vagina. <laughs> um, and so, 
Yeah, so um, that's basically how I um, started uh, a sex toy company. So um, from here on out, it's, oh, do you want to know more about how it all came together? Yeah, I guess so, because I feel like that's something that like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, how did you even work out how to, to make them, what design, like, you know, the whole process? Yeah. Um, so you, so I started off by looking at different suppliers, um, where to source them. I also had particular types of vibrators and um, sex toys in mind uh, that I wanted to uh, seek out and then hopefully have the suppliers uh, meet those expectations as well. Um, when sourcing sex toys I wanted something that would that is high quality um, and that's something I'll be proud to give to my fellow vulva owners so whether that be my sister my cousin or my close friends like I want it to be something that I would be proud to give to them and that it was safe and durable and it would um, help them on their pleasure journey essentially. Um, and so I did a lot of orders uh, for mm-hmm. lots of different different types of uh, toys, lots of sampling. I um, had a really, really good group of um, colleagues that I worked with um, that were more than happy to sample toys as well um, and try them and give feedback. Uh, so they were, they've all been so, so amazing. Um, and they're all a part of this journey and how Buzz started as well. So I thank them for that. Um, but yeah, just basically anything how I designed my toys was what I wanted in a toy and I did a lot of research to see what what the um the gaps were in the market so um for example there was a lot of one vibrators out there but um not many were portable or small or ones that um didn't have uh focus vibrations in the actual um, knob part of the wand the whole thing would actually vibrate so I found that to be something that I wanted in my sex toy was that they had a non-vibrating handle for example Uh, and then also I wanted to look at um, the bodies of most sex toys I found that a lot of sex toys um, the body has like some sort of metal plate on it I wanted mine to be full silicon body so that you know you can use it in water um it's waterproof that sort of thing and it's easy to clean without having this metal uh, partition or segment that you had to clean in between that sort of thing yeah Uh, and then also yeah so I I was like okay there's there's a lot of variety there um a lot of um pinpoint stimulation or areas that I wanted to target to help achieve um help women achieve pleasure and so I had to narrow my product down to three because I was like there's so much out there what can I do to cater to vulva owners of all different um levels and different pleasure journeys for example so I was like okay uh let's go with a clitoral um, wand vibrator that's usually uh, the first go-to for most Mm -hmm. vulva owners because most of us finish or get pleasure from clitoral stimulation and a wand vibrator has such a large surface area that it may not be as intense as a first vibe 
Um, and then I, so that's the buzz honey. And then um, I decided on the buzz nectar, which is more so the middle ground products. So one for more um, pinpoint direct stimulation of the clitoris, um, but you can also insert it as well. But it's not so so big of an insertion, so that mm -hmm. it's not so intimidating. Um, I remember when I first got my first rabbit vibrator, I was like, "Whoa, this is big!" Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I just want, wanted something that was small, that was versatile. Um, so the nectar uh, was what came into fruition, um, and the nectar is where you can insert it just a little bit, but you can still achieve clitoral stimulation from it as well. Uh, and then I wanted something that catered to those that are a bit more advanced, um, that wanted to uh, explore and take their pleasure journey to a whole new level. Uh, and that's the uh, our queen. So that's the queen vibrator. It has dual stimulation. So it's designed for those who want to enjoy internal orgasms and pleasure as well as external at the same time. Uh, and so we've got the queen. So hopefully those three products cater to different levels, different experiences, different vulva owners on their different pleasure journeys, essentially. Yeah, that's amazing. And I can only imagine how hard it would have been to narrow it down to three when you're like looking at all these different sex toys. Definitely. There were so many. I was looking at suction toys as well. Um, yeah. But I decided to not go with the suction toy because with the suction toy, you need to angle it at a certain position to make sure that um, the suction um, gets on, latches on correctly in order to um, help uh, you feel pleasured essentially. But yeah, I decided against that. But there were so many, and I went through so many, um, but I narrowed it down to three and it was more so its function, the durability, the safety was really important to me um, and quality. I just didn't want something that I would give to someone and it would die in a couple of months. Yeah. Like I do yeah. not want that at all. Yeah. So something that would last a long time. I put a lot of thought in each one of the products um, that I've created. And then I also looked into the packaging as well. So I found that a lot of sex toys, like the packaging was just like, oh, just a flimsy box. And, you know, some of them had like a plastic film with the vibrator in front. And I was just like, I don't want that. I want something that feels premium of high quality and that the Volvo owner can keep for other knickknacks, for example. Like mm -hmm. I have friends that have used their buzz box to store condoms or lube yeah, in their amazing. bedside drawer. So, um, yeah, I, I put a lot of thought into the packaging and designing it so that it felt premium as well and special and that you could reuse the box for other things um, without knowing that it is a vibrator box, for example. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you can totally tell that when you open the box, even the way it opens, that it's not just one that pulls out and it flips open. Like it's such little things that make such a big difference and definitely make it feel like a lot more of a premium, nice, like, yeah. And I guess that investing that little bit more into your pleasure so you can enjoy the whole experience, the unboxing experience and enjoying also like the vibrator itself. Exactly. It's, it's all about that investment in yourself and your pleasure journey. Um, that all adds up. So I hope that user experience is all delivered because it's such a big investment in yourself um, to, you know, take part of um, to navigate and enjoy your pleasure journey, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. I'd also love to know how I, like the people around you 
responded especially like if you're doing optometry I feel like going from optometry to making sex toys is such a big difference and I doubt there's probably anyone else in the world in that same position (laughs) it's so funny because um I I'm I'm in a quite a higher up role in the um optometry space of my company and so I've um, had students that I mentor as well for placements um, and one of the students I'm really close friends with she was like oh um, like how do you feel about people finding out about this and um, I mean at the start when I started the the whole company and the journey I was just like okay is this going to impact my work um, is it going to impact my me professionally and now I've just grown from it I'm just like it's just another body part like why why should I feel ashamed about um speaking about my vulva it's just as important as speaking about the eyes mm-hmm. so how how come I can give um you know advice to people about their ocular health their eye health yet um I can't really speak about my vulva or the same another just basically an organ on a different part of my body, essentially. So, um, yeah, that was a bit of a learning experience for myself, but I'm just so far from that. I'm just like, you know what? My vulva is equally as important as my eyes. If I can speak about my eyes, I can openly speak about my vulva and my sexual needs and my self-pleasure. And it should so, so be normalised because there's so many benefits to it as well. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing. I guess you've come through that journey too, because I know how daunting that probably was. And because there is that fear, like how is this going to affect me in a pro- what's seen as a bit, quite a professional um, position? And like, I can imagine, do, so like do, I guess in like the company setting, is everybody kind of like aware of it? Is it something like did you openly talked about or was it more like I do this if the right person comes along to talk about it you know they'll talk about it yeah I mean with my immediate work colleagues um and the close vulva owners in my circle they're all aware about it so and they've all been really supportive as well um I mean I would like I, I'm more than happy to openly speak about it. But if that person wants to initiate that conversation first, I don't, you know, everyone's different in um, their the way that they communicate on or how they feel about this mm. topic. I understand it's still a bit of a taboo. There's some sort of stigma still associated with it. So I don't want to be or appear overbearing or overwhelming at all. So if they were to initiate that conversation first, I'm more than happy to speak about it. So, um, yeah, I, that's that's usually my go-to is if someone speaks to me about it, I'm more than happy to open up. I'm really open about this sort of thing. Uh, I hope to share and spread my knowledge of what I know to help others grow as well. That's how I came to explore, learn about my self-love journey and my self-pleasure journey. Um, and I hope um, those conversations are more normalised for everyone that we can easily openly talk about it yeah absolutely um and because like I know myself when I've ever worked in more of a um like I normally used to work in like pharmacy a lot I'm like oh how's this going to even me I've got applying for jobs now I've got a job with you tomorrow I'm like do I need to private my Instagram page and the trying to like hide the podcast so it's not something that they're like oh my god no this like you know somebody that's 
a bit, I don't even know the words I could come up with, but like, you know, um, I always sometimes have that internal battle because I guess it's fine sometimes when you're already in the workplace when people bring it up. But then I guess having that as something that comes along with you, um, how they respond, because obviously for some people, it is still something that is so daunting and they would see, I guess, obviously podcasts and owning your own sex company are slightly different, but I get they're still obviously coming under the same thing that it's something that yeah they might find it's just it's too much and going too much against the 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 I guess our normal boundaries in life and like societal norms um it's yeah it's just so like I I I definitely understand where you're coming from as well and because for so long now women aren't seen as sexual beings like there's a really good Beyonce quote where she's like um, a woman can be a businesswoman a mom and a sexual being all in one like there, there shouldn't be any sort of judgment so I hope that's where we're heading is to normalize these conversations um, and not you know put women into a box like women don't self-pleasure they don't masturbate they don't watch porn like that's that's such old age thinking like we yeah absolutely it's so different now um and it should be embraced and society should normalize that a lot more because there's so many health benefits um for vulva owners and for people to orgasm and self-pleasure and learn about themselves um, and communicate what they want to their partner or partners for example yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I would love to know what is something that is orgasmic to you? Communication. So mm-hmm. really, really important with communication. So um, that's something that's very orgasmic to me is, you know, being able to communicate with your partner on what they want, what their pleasures are, but also what you want as well. So whether that be whipping a mirror, putting it down there, understanding where your clitoris is, your labia, where you derive pleasure from, and then communicating that to your partner is just so orgasmic and sexy. Like it's so good to be able to explore and um, be able to let your partner know how to pleasure you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It has been amazing. Um, It's been, uh, yeah, I've learned so much. Um, And also seeing how passionate you are. It's so lovely to meet other people who are just like so passionate in this space. I love that. Thank you so much for having me, Em. I loved listening to your podcast and the work that you're doing at the moment. I wish you all the best in your job interview tomorrow as well. Um, but yeah, if if you'd like to catch up on anything at all, I'm more than happy to speak again with you um, and your listeners uh, to just shed some light on a space that we're all so passionate about. As always, Shaggers, please reach out with any comments, questions or stories either through my Instagram, That's Orgasmic, or my email, emilyduncan at thatsorgasmic.com. Please subscribe whatever platform you listen to this podcast and leave a review as I'd love to know what you're thinking. So thank you, Shaggers, and I'll see you next time. (laughs)